What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 270, not so nice, for the week of January 22nd, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Halo is Here to Stay. Ziggler, with the five-month resub, you get a, whoa, technically seven. We'll say seven. Um, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man repping Space Station. Get it? That was like PlayStation. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got that? Yeah. Will AKA, I am Will AKA, I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, speaking about Mayhem, I accidentally, you know, when you change your gamer tag? Yes. I accidentally changed it to that once, Mayhem. H A M. Oh, you should have done it. I should have just stuck it. with it. Realized it before I hit the pay button. Because you had to pay to change your shit. Yeah, fucking. Well, what, 800 Microsoft points back in the day? Oh, yeah. 10 bucks? 10 bucks. The conversion rate's weird on those things. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, they don't exist anymore, so I That's, mean, yeah. guess it makes sense, you know? <laughs> fucking Microsoft points. Anyway. I'll yeah. sell you my 50 for the Halo 350, like Halo 3 level 50 account. Oh, yeah. I got you. They sold those for Microsoft points, too. Really? Yeah. Gosh, weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a weird time to be what a weird time. Anyway, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well as well. A little tired, but uh, we got a lot to talk about. I will say, before we get started here, uh, so typically, I don't necessarily know... Like I say that, oh, there might be a Josh rant in this episode, not really knowing like once we get to that part, if there's actually going to be a rant. So I'll just preface, there might be a Josh rant this episode. We'll have to wait and see uh, for the topic of the show if we, if one happens, but let's just say that uh, people, people irritate the absolute fucking shit out of me. So we'll talk about that stuff later, but that's besides the point. Uh, for those tuning into the live show, Joker, welcome to the live show for the first time. Good to see you. And thanks again for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Terraform and All in Juan, thank you both as well. And Andrew Schott, welcome back as well. Hope you guys are having a great night. Ziggler, obviously, welcome back too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to start the show with uh, what we always start the show off with. Some, well, we, I, I was going to say that, but you know, see, see how fucking off base I am. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore, Well, Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? Argyle continues to be broken, but also not quite as bad to play as before. Uh, HGS Grassroots has been relaunched. Tashi provides details of the future. McWin's team is finally announced. Snakebite tells his side of the Sentinels and Phase story. The video finally released. It wasn't on Tuesday or Wednesday when he said it was going to initially release. It waited. He waited till the weekend. But either way, it's out. We'll watch it. We'll talk about it. And then uh, we have our topic of the Microsoft and 343 layoff situation and why you shouldn't believe every rumor you see online, you fucking idiots. Uh, Funky, still love the name. Welcome back to the live show. Will, let's get into some competitive news. Argyle still needs to be fixed. This is by SuperCC. He tweeted out a little video and said, a common desync issue I've been having where my jump comes out a second late and then stutters when it finally comes out. It stopped when I died and it was fine the very next life. But then he put out another tweet and says, I found a fix to this glitch. This is caused by going up the lift in a weird way. So to fix the grapple glitch, you have to go back up the lift normally and it should fix it. Well, that's fucky. 
So not funky that he's in our chat, but like fucky, you know, it's got fucked okay. up. Maybe they shouldn't just make it a teleporter. Maybe they should remove the map. Oh, and fix it. You know, okay. The lighting issues, the grapple issues, this thing. Maybe they should remove the map and fix it before it's in competitive play. You know what I mean? That that, that would make sense. Yeah. But uh, you know what? You know what, Will? What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I hope that it's fixed by Charlotte and that they can, if not, the HCS can just decide. Just yeah, pluck it out of there. To, to just take it out. Yeah. Take it out for a little bit. Wait till it's better. Now, what if I told you Argyle is also a little bit better now? But uh, not in terms of the bugs, but like but, in terms of weapons not on the yeah, map anymore. Yeah, of course. I've, so, I've experienced this myself. So this is by Bound. He says, Argyle perfectly shows the problem with modern competitive Halo. The map plays and flows horribly with shotguns, and just the removal of them alone makes the map 10 times better, more fluid, and plays more like traditional competitive Halo. I hope we can see more changes like this to the core maps. Tool says, turns out map style sandbox works well. Wild. It's a fucking crazy. It's a crazy fucking concept. Jesus Christ. So yeah, Argyle is still broken in a sense of like, you know, it it's broken. And then, but it's also like, you know, it plays a little bit better because you remove the shotguns. So, yeah, it just makes me question now. What would happen if we started removing other things from other maps we have? How would the competitive scene flow on that? You know, it's the the pros talk about it all the time. It's all about weapon control right now. Yeah. Positioning and weapon control. And that might not, you know, it's the skill gap. It might not directly relate to the skill gap. If you have a weapon that could be considered a power weapon, when it's not, it could allow teams to do things they should not be able to do. You're not wrong. Zarn with the 20-month resub, you get a woo! Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. Welcome back. Thanks, Zarn. It's good to see you. Next up. Hey, Will, guess what? What? We're still waiting on the fucking road map. We are. So this is by Legendary C4. Corey, uh, shout out him, and Tashi, because Corey tweeted on January 13th. The, the, the time stamp's important here, Okay. Corey said on January 13th, need that roadmap. And Tashi replied on the same day, January 13th, give us a couple more weeks. Well, guess what? This week is that week. And also, uh, it's the end of the month, which is when he said that it should be out is by is in January. And it's the last week in January. So it kind of has to be out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Did you see the tweet today about the roadmap? What was the tweet today? Um, once year two is complete, they're instantly starting work on year three. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that shortly. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, maybe I should just read the notes. No, 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 no. You're good. But like, I thought, like, strictly <laughs> in terms of the 2022 roadmap, nothing. There's no update as that I've seen as of yet since that tweet on the 13th. It's fair. Of a couple okay. more weeks. Okay. And this would be that couple more weeks this week. So Tashi. Where's the roadmap? No. Come no. on! No, it's coming. It's coming. Cross the fucking T's, dot the fucking I's, <laughs> and put it on fucking waypoint. Please. Just 
It's greatly appreciated. Like tiny you know, place. I for for all, in all seriousness, like I understand that they have a monumental task ahead of them, especially trying to plan something like a full year in advance. Yeah. Um. So I don't envy them in the slightest. And like, I'm just poking fun. I just want people to understand that I'm just poking fun. Yes. Uh, obviously, we'll wait as long as we need to. Um. Uh, and uh, also, obviously, we wish that it would release sooner. But it is what it is. There's nothing we can do to help that. Um, but I also feel from a pro perspective, like we still don't have information on the qualifiers for Charlotte yet. Yeah, I know that they're going to use last season's pro points Correct. to seed the first qualifier. Correct. But that's really all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the roadmap's essentially going to come out a month before the first event. Barely. Yeah, barely. If not. A little less than. I mean, we're we're a day away. So if they if they release it tomorrow, then that would be a month before the event. Right. Because the event starts on the twenty fourth, I think, next month. Yeah. So hopefully that work on season three roadmap is what how do I want to put this? It's because it's it's gotta be tough trying to run the HCS and put together a roadmap at the same time. Absolutely. Um and get everything scheduled year a year in advance, right? Mm-hmm. Or more because you're trying to, you know, so much can happen in a year and a half. Absolutely. So just hoping that the, the year three roadmap is smooth, smooth work for the HCS and their partners, and we get it in a little bit more uh, of a timely manner ahead of the first year three event. I forgot which pro said it on Twitter. It was either yesterday or just slightly before that. But like they said, someone's like, we just need that qualifier info. And the person said, um, oh, you already know. Come on. You already know how it's going to work. They're going to announce the roadmap. And then the qual- the first qualifier be that weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I can totally fucking see that happening. Because that is kind of the track record is that they announce it. And then the next thing is right then and there. So they don't really give you time to prepare. Um not ideal and this and i'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen but hopefully i just hope hope everything works out just hope everything works out yeah uh malum says admittedly the patience game can get a a little thing the more times you're asked to play it a little tiring oh a little tiring yes the more times you're absolutely epic says good evening good evening to you as well welcome back to the live show so yeah we're still waiting on the fucking roadmap um Hopefully this week. It should be this week, right? It should be. Should. But hey, in the terms of uh, 343, everything's subject to change. HCS Grassroots Refresh and new members have been announced by the HCS. Together we go far. Designed to support the community directly, HCS Grassroots help content creators and community tournament organizers continue to do what they love while introducing new and exciting opportunities. Here are your upcoming Grassroots events. Each month, our partner each month our partner creators party up and take to the virtual battlefields. Get involved by watching their live streams or finding them in matchmaking, and you will earn exclusive Halo Infinite Twitch drops. On February 10th, uh, the time is to be determined. It is the February Winter Playdate, and then on March 11th, time to be announced. It is the March Women's Playdate. So stay tuned for those. The new partnered content creators have been announced. Do they include Alec? Uh, why not? Shout out Tony. LVT, shout out LVT, and Extreme Breaker, um, the first Latin America grassroots partner. Oh, good shit. Do you want to join the grassroots program? Well, you're in luck because content creator applications are open right now. 
You can fill out the application and tell us why you think you'd be a good fit. We evaluate all submissions and announce a new wave of partnered content creators later this spring. So good luck. By the community for the community. We're glad to support the Halo communities all over the globe that foster positive and fun competition. See how you stack up against the community in tournaments of all sizes and skill ranges. Registration is always free. And these include Europa Halo, GT Halo, SWAT Nation, and Halo Australia. Community tournament organizer applications are also open right now. The one thing I'm going to say, and it's the same thing we've heard internally from many partner, well, many tournament organizer, like personnel. They need more representation from grassroots. And so what I really hope happens with this basically relaunch of grassroots is that these community tournament organizers and any additional that get added down the line get just more, whether it be funding, exposure, um, a, different kinds of drops, just anything, anything to help them out further. Because what people, I don't think what people realize is at the end of Halo 5's life cycle and competitive was not necessarily circling the drain, but when official competition for Halo 5 just ended, right? Everybody was wondering, well, what the fuck's going to happen now? And then we went to the, like, the pro series in MCC. And, like, Halo 3 made a little bit of a resurgence. Blah, 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 blah. But it was really the community tournament organizers that kept things afloat. Especially within their respective regions. And... It was one of the things that it's still one of the things that we pride our show on is putting a spotlight on community run things that are happening because without the community tournament organizers, the large and the small, whatever it may be, you, it would literally be the official competition that you'd have to watch. And then that'd be it. There would be complete lulls, darkness, whatever you want to call it. You wouldn't be able to, there wouldn't be anything else. So that's why. Like, it's great that they're called out here in this blog post, but there's nothing being said here that things are going to change for them. And I don't want to put words in the HCS's mouth. I'm just hoping that in this relaunch of grassroots that they're, they're treated better. I'll just say that. They're treated better. I really hope they are. Because they deserve it. And they've earned it. It's not about like, oh, you deserve it because you've been around for so long. No, they've earned it with the amount of work that they've put in to keep things afloat, especially within their respective regions. So I hope the HCS in some way, shape or form is able to reciprocate that. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Funky, we're going to talk about the tent. What tent? Are we talking about like that world's event? Because I'm confused. I really want to know what you're talking about. What tent? Yeah, he says, yeah. Uh, Shirzy, welcome back as well. Good to see you, man, as always. If you have not already, if you have not checked out our interview with the one and only Shirzy, you should go ahead and do that. I mean, yes, there is a Shirzy too, but come on, you know. We got the real one. <laughs> so. Lack of funding for the grassroots stuff. 
I still don't know what we're talking about, Funky. I'm a little confused. Feel free to elaborate further if you want. The the one thing I will say is though, they said that they're cutting they're cutting um they're cutting why the fuck is it so hard for me to find words today? Um the when you purchase a digital item in infinite, the money that was taken from those sales was supposed to crowdfunding. That's the fucking word I was looking for. Jesus Christ. That the crowdfunding was going to be done and they were supposed to be taking what that money was going towards for crowdfunding and make it more towards like other events. And so I, I, all I hope, I know that it's probably going to go towards the bigger events with the partnered organizations, but all I hope is that these grassroots tournament organizers get a little piece of the pie as well. Anything, anything and everything can help them. So please, please. Uh, Wolf's Eye and Epic, I'll just answer your question. Yes, it is us. And yes, it is happening. And it'll be very, very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Zarn says, finally listened to it today. It was top-notch. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was fucking awesome. Talking to Shurzy is amazing. Shurzy is, is one of the most genuine people. He's super kind. He's funny. And he says it how it is, which is something that I thoroughly appreciate. You say it as it is. Original Phenom. The original Phenom. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Very soon as in today or in next week's. Very soon as in it's going to be pre-recorded and it'll be released next week. There you go. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm, I'm staying optimistic. I'm staying optimistic about grassroots in 2023. They, they clearly, as in the HCS, the HCS clearly wanted this to be an opportunity for a relaunch, right? So hopefully, hopefully they have a bigger plan for it moving forward. And I'm, yes, I'm opt, I'm going to remain optimistic about the future of the grassroots program and the HCS in general. Something that is not very optimistic which has since been fixed, okay? It's yes. since been fixed, but man, was this fucking insane. HCS Major Charlotte team passes are on sale right now. This is by the HCS. And there was an overcharging issue. Now, Will, when I say an overcharge issue, right, maybe, maybe you think, oh, like, oh, maybe you charged me double. Right, right for the right. price of the for so the team passes are three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, three hundred and fifty dollars covers the four players and the coach. Right, good to go. Okay, so maybe like an overcharge is oh I accidentally got charged double, right? Oh maybe I got charged like fifty bucks extra. Okay, you know it is what it is. I'm still all right. But no, this is from Kappa's Tatashi. He says, hey, boss, please be aware that there may be a breach of security on the Team Pass website. After using my card to purchase a Team Pass, my card was stolen and used for a $3,000 purchase for Vindex. After looking them up, I can see they've been associated with HCS before. So obviously, I don't know if this person is like, being cheeky, but maybe they didn't realize that Vindex is like the subsidiary of eSports, or eSports Engine is like a subsidiary of Vindex under the same umbrella. Yeah. So obviously, it goes under over the same thing. $3,000! Yeah. 
three thousand dollars. Yeah. So Tashi replied and said, the esports engine team is aware and fixing the issue. It will get corrected. Apologies for the inconvenience there. And then Kappa says, changes, uh, charges are being refunded. Thanks, guys. And then, uh, so this has been fixed. This has been fixed. Um, and then Adam, Adam Apicella said, to clarify, for those that bought a team pass but were overcharged, we are in the midst of processing all the overages now. You do not have to repurchase the team pass <laughs> and then get subsequently charged another $3,000. Uh, yeah, three fucking grand. Yeah, that's insane. Like, it just opened up your, your banking app of choice and you just see your checking account have a pending transaction for three grand. You're like, what the fuck? I wonder how many people tried to purchase passes and their bank's like, nope. Because they, you know, what if you didn't have that money in there? Dude, and I then you don't have your pass. It. I don't know. Anyway, at least it's fixed. Um, it's not a, they said it wasn't a breach. It was an error. Yeah, it was just an error. You know, I, I, you know, sometimes you know, when you're typing in like costs or like in apps and you need to type in the money, sometimes you have to put the zero zero. Sometimes you don't. Not yet deep. Also, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Yes. Uh, is the full roster for G1 release? No, not no, at this time. No, no. Sorry, well, to who knows? No. They did say. Now the funny thing is too is that um, <laughs> before the passes went on sale, they were supposed to go on sale last week, and then that didn't happen because of something else that happened. So they had to postpone it to today, and then today happened, and then they're like, "Hey, here's a three thousand dollar upcharge." <laughs> All I'll say. All I'll say is that at least spectator tickets didn't have this fucking problem, but holy fucking yeah, moly was that insane. 3,000 extra. Um, citizenship and UCG, uh, is it UC Grifter or UCG? Or I may say UC Grifter or just Grifter in general. That's Welcome to the live yeah. show. Thank you for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Um, Winkler says, it almost sounds like uh, Esports Engine's parent company is just the vendor and listed on the transaction, and that person's $3,000 charge was just an overcharge rather than a fraudulent charge. It's exactly what it was, yes. Winkler. That is literally exactly what it was. So like I said, I don't know if that individual was being cheeky or if like they just genuinely didn't know that Esports Engine and Vindex are like, you know, together. So, but either way, either way. Yeah, you're, you're good, man. You're good. And then here's Tashi on HCS Season 2 and Season 3. This is, again, by Tashi. Uh, within Lucid's stream, Tashi said the following within the Twitch chat. Quote, as soon as Year 2 is out the door, I'm working on a roadmap for Year 3. We are pushing forward, end quote. And this is due to people worrying, some rightfully so, about the future of the HCS given the layoffs that happened within Microsoft and 343. And we're going to talk about those layoffs for our topic of the show a little bit later. Um, then he also said, in turn, like in, in response to questions about like the sandbox and starting weapons and blah, blah, fucking blah, blah, blah. He said, quote, I think ultimately long-term we do need some big changes in meta shifts and deeper strategy, end quote. Quote, I think different weapon starts as a good near-term option, end quote. And then here's the thing that really fucking weirded me out because I don't think this is going to happen. Quote, we definitely need more utility weapons. I agree. Bandit is the first crack at that. We're going to get it out there, see how it goes, and ideally players love it so much they ask us to make it the starting weapon for next year. End quote. Fuck no. 
I don't say that because of the type of weapon that the bandit is in terms of it being a precision shot weapon. I think that's fine because I had my whole fucking ordeal last week about this. Okay. What I will say is I, I don't think it will be a viable starting competitive weapon based off what we've seen so far. Now, granted, what we saw is was not like complete information, right? It was like leaked info. And uh, so they very well could have tuned it after that. Um, it's just from what we saw, keeping that in the back of my mind, I think the gun would have to be tuned to be the competitive starting weapon. And he even said, like, maybe that's, he said, make it the starting weapon for next year is in season three. In which case, okay, you'd have plenty of time to gather feedback about it. You'd have plenty of time to, to update it, um, nerf it, buff it, change it however you need to. And then maybe it could be. Maybe it could be. Um, Beth with a 33 fucking month or holy moly. That's you right. get a woo! Thank you so much and welcome back to the live show. Wolfsai says, I'm now officially on the boat that this game will play better if it had MLG Halo 3 settings with only BR rocket snipes, maybe sidekick commando if nerfed side. Oh, we already said sidekick. I, I don't know, man. I think some parts of the sandbox are worthwhile. Um, I think other parts of the sandbox are not. But that's not for me to decide because I'm not a professional player. Shaggy Nate says, damn, what's good? Daddy, long time, no watch live. LOL, if that's a starting weapon, I don't know what I'll do to myself. Shake my head. <laughs> what a statement to come in here with, wow. Shaggy. Greatly appreciate that. Um, And yeah, I don't know, Daddy. I don't fucking know. <laughs> We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Like I said, from the leaked stuff that we saw, I don't think it'd be a viable competitive starting weapon. But if his if he's saying like next year is in season three, we'd we would have enough time to fully flesh things out. If players would be able to play with it for a long amount of for a very extended period of time, changes would be able to be made, and maybe it would be viable. I can't but I can't speak for a year fucking down the line when the game when the weapon's not even out yet. You know? Yeah, I just, I do like the, I personally like the BR. I understand the want for a precision weapon. Yeah. But that precision weapon right now, as we know it, is mid-range at most. I feel like it would allow for more map movement if that's the starting weapon for everybody. Yep. Which could just get weird. But, well, that's one we got to wait on. We'll have to wait and see. Will, that's it for the competitive news. Which means this is going to be fun. It's oh, time yeah. for what? Roster Mania! Yes, some Roster Mania. First piece here. Um, this is by Ace. He's pondering retirement. Considering options for HGS Season 2 and looks like I may stop competing. With that said, I believe with the utmost confidence I could be the most valuable coach in Halo. If there are any good offers out there, hit the DMs by and, Ace. And we know him and Flamesword are good friends. Uh, they both have similar ways to their lifestyles. It's, a, it's not a knock on them. It's just an observation. And... I, I don't know how true it is because it could just be like poking fun and replies and whatnot of tweets, but status quo are looking for a coach that they are. And flame sword even replied with like, Oh really? Like a, like a gif or whatever. Yep. So y you, you never know. You never know. 
Um, seems quite a few players aren't competing unless they get a salary. We'll talk about that in a second, Wolf's Eye. Uh, Got to pop out. Have a great rest of the show. Thank you so much, Malum. You have a great night as well. Uh, slay a slay. Thank you for the follow. Hey. Welcome to the live show. Go ahead. Continue. All right. Next up, suppressed team. It's going to be suppressed, obviously. Av, Bohm, Diagram, and Eli X Elite is a coach. They're looking for an organization. Excited to see what they do. Yes. Um, good luck to them in the in the competition. Um, King J is still a free agent. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and he stayed still a free agent for season two. Had a couple of things fall through. Or uh, he had a couple of things fall through for me, which happens, keeping all options open. You know, sometimes people tweet out typos. It's okay. That's, that's okay. It's okay. He used a uh an uh, E instead of an A. Well, fell through is technically the correct oh, term too, but it's like yeah, the but you're doing past versus present tense. Past or, versus present yeah. tense in the same sentence. Come on, come on. Anyway, uh, Envor is set. Hold on. Oh wait, 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 wait. Shirzy, you're talking about G1, and that's a different Eli. Go ahead, Will. Got it. Envor is also still a free agent, but with a clause. He says, so I want to make it known that I'm a free agent that is looking for a team to run with and am looking for an org that is going to pay a decent salary. I will not play for any teams not offering a decent salary. Okay. So. Shirzy, that's your fault. Uh, love you. I'm just kidding. And <laughs> Okay. I'm of two sides of this. Okay, let's hear them. From a, I say it, I'm, okay, I should say, I shouldn't say I'm of two sides of this. I'm like of, I'm like an 80, 80, 20, okay? 80% what I'm about to say. I say it all the time on this show. I want what's best for the players. Pure and simple. Yeah. I want what's best for them from a gameplay perspective. I want what's best for them in a competitive integrity standpoint. I want that what's best for them from a treatment standpoint. I want what's best for them from a financial stability standpoint. As like in professionals, in other professional sports, I want them to, you know, get that bread as, as they'd say, you know, get the best, get the most that you possibly can, you know, because in, in other professional sports in physical, in physical contact sports, you may not have another opportunity to get money like that. Yeah. Okay. You could have a, a career ending injury. And if your money wasn't guaranteed, then you're kind of SOL. So like, that's why in those certain situations, they tell you to go get as much money as you possibly can. And that's that. So I want what's best. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, like, like I said, I'm 31. I'm an old man. You know, I don't know what the kids say these days. I thought I heard a phrase of get that bread and I wanted to incorporate it in this show. Listen here, wing member snapper. So in that sense, I want on for and any player, any player to get the most that they possibly can. And then the other 20% of me is like what Beth said. I don't mean to be mean, but has he really done enough to make those kinds of demands? Envor, 
Now, this is just from the outside looking in, and I don't mean to call you out personally, but the reason why we are is because you're the one that tweeted it out, I think, first. And I saw people making fun of the tweet that you made and then like copy paste, like the copy paste tweet meme that people fucking do. Copy pasta. Right. And that I'm not, that's not what I'm getting at here because you have every right and you should have every opportunity to get as much as you possibly can. You want financial stability. You believe in yourself. You are confident in your skill set and your ability to what you can bring to a team at a professional level. And for all intents and purposes, you were the best player on that fanatic team. Regardless of Fnatic being a dumpster fire, okay, that's, again, besides the point, you were the best player on that team. That's, there's no debate. But like Beth said, and this is the 20, 20%, what have you really done to where you can make a demand like that? And again, from a financial stability standpoint, I get it. I want you to be financially stable. I want you to not have to worry about day-to-day you be able to make your salary, you play the game that you love to play at the highest level, and you're able to not have to worry about that aspect and you can just play your game. That there should that should always be the case. With any professional player that's signed to a contract, I that to me should be the case. But like Beth mentioned, what have you really done? But then again, what Joker says, I think Envor showed up at Worlds. Uh, I hope he gets a spot somewhere. And that's the thing too, is that he actually did make a great run at worlds where nobody thought they were going to do anything. So it's a good way to look at it as well. King J good to see you. Welcome. And then, uh, also shout out to Danny and Ace of Spades. (laughs) Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Hope everyone's having a great night. How's the show? Show's great, man. How are you? We are, we are, we uh, talked about how you're still a free agent and we wish that was not the case because you do not deserve to be a free agent. You're better than that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel, I feel, I feel for Envor. I do because it takes, it takes balls to come out and say something like that that I'm looking, I know my worth. I know what I'm capable of. I'm laying it all out there. And I want an organization to be that for me as well. I'm all about that. But at the same time, it is, it is, it is what it is, man. Danny says, just started listening a few weeks ago and had to join in the live stream. Love the content guys. Hey, love you too, Danny. Thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words. And thank you for listening to the show. Farm Logic, thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show to you as well. So yeah, I I know people were memeing on Envor for the tweet, but I don't blame him. I don't blame him for tweeting it out. It's just, and I want what's best for the pro players out there. I mean, hell, King J, not just because he's here, but like every free agent out there, if they have the skill in order to play at the highest level, I want them to have that opportunity to be on a team, to be on a roster to be with an organization that treats them fairly, that treats them like they should be treated and gets compensated as such. Esports is fucking hard, man. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the difficult part too is you can't sign every player to a that big of a contract or, you know, I would get getting something guaranteed, but not everyone's going to get paid 
partner team money, you know? Exactly. And Jay says, uh, don't blame Lee, um, but also the scene is in a tough spot. That's the problem. So making salary a must is just limiting yourself, I feel. And that's that's it. Is that I appreciate him. I appreciate Envor tweeting out that, like, he knows what his self-worth is. He knows what he knows what he wants and he's trying to get what he wants. And that's awesome. But yeah, it's, it's fucking hard. Like this, this scene, not just halo, but esports in general, as you guys know, esports in general is going through a, an evolution is a word I guess I'd use. It's, it's really, really fucking hard. You're, you're seeing organizations leave, not just Halo, but other esports in general. You're seeing, you're seeing organizations shut down. You're seeing organizations strip back so they don't have to shut down. King J says, like I had a salary all of year one, but year two is a lot tougher spot. Way less org, so now it's not uh, that much of a factor for me. Uh, it'll come eventually. That's a, that's a good way to look at it, too, is that Remain optimistic. You know your day is going to come. Just be prepared for that phone call. Um, Why not says, I'll be honest. If I'm a competitor making pro bracket consistently and an org wants me to represent them, I'm not doing it while working a full-time job. I need something that I can stack on top of content creation and coaching and other things that allow me to pay my bills. Another good way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, Stussy Killa, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live. Thank you. So I just, it, the thing that irritates me is like the people who the, the, the folks out there that took it upon themselves to meme that tweet that he put out when it's like, guys, let him shoot a shot. And if it doesn't work out in his favor, then let him learn the, and I don't know if it's like the error of his ways, but like, let him learn that maybe that wasn't necessarily the right way to go about it. Right. But I hate when I see, and I know the internet's the internet, but I hate when I see people like, no, this guy fucking, he gets, he knows what he's worth. He has full confidence in his ability to what he can do. And, and like uh, Joker said earlier, he did show out at worlds. So I just, I, w- I wish, I wish him the best. Jay, I wish you the best. I wish all the free agents the best who we know that can compete at the highest level. I really do. And I hope you guys are stick, sticking next to your phones or your DMs or whatever and waiting for that phone call, man, because we say it every single time that the more competition, the better, especially when we get closer and closer competition at the top. It's only going to help out. Skilled Robot, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show as well. Will, go ahead with the next one. Yeah, this one I was super excited to see pop up on the timeline. Finally. Native Gaming, I guess, white instead yes. of red. Uh, finally announced, we have the uh, three different nations being represented here. Yeah. Uh, Milk, Milkwin. Milkwin! Did you really just say Milkwin? I was, my eyes were scanning and I read Gilkey. Gilkey. Milkwin, Gilkey, Barcode, and Tapping Buttons coming together. Hey, now the Gilk Milk can be real. Gilk Milk. Oh, oh It can go. be real. Jolliums. Up the fucking bark. That's right, man. That's right. Fucking oh Jesus Christ. The so. Dino of Deans. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What a great name too. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's about fucking time. Um, we talked to Mick at worlds and he said that like, 
he said there he's working on things to get a roster and whatnot. And then as if you followed his timeline throughout the, the last couple months, you know, that things were fucking crazy. And, uh, and yeah, now it's finally fucking announced. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Uh, Jack of hearts. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show and says the mock skin for that team looks amazing. Three, four, three needs to get the skin game together and make some money. Uh, we talked about, so we know that only the partnered organizations have skins in the game. Yeah. Literally. Uh, Get it? Uh, <laughs> and we could bring it back up. We can talk about it like later on in a different episode, but we did talk about how, like what rainbow six does the tiered structured for organizations. So yes. depending upon the tier of organization that you are, that determines the cosmetics that you have in the store. Um, I would like to see halo go in that way where the partnered organizations have like everything Right. And then you maybe have other tiered organizations, native being one of them, obviously. Maybe they can bump up to a partner later, but maybe they have just a coding or just a BR skin or whatever it may be, depending upon the situation. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Dash just talked to Barcode on stream today, said he almost quit and went back to college right before his new team formed. And that's why we stand McWin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, why not says Milkwin, the guy from French Toast Mafia tapping butts in kangaroo. Wow. All right. That's a team right there. Holy shit. Zero Saul. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. Um, okay. So yes, well, I'll just say it here because it was asked about earlier. Um, yes, we're going to be interviewing McWin. It'll be pre-recorded, and just to give folks a timeline on when that's happening, if everything goes according to schedule, um, we'll be doing that interview on this coming Friday. And it'll release next week. So just stay tuned for that. Um, I've been waiting to have him on for a long time. And for those who don't know about our interviews, instead of having the person on the show um, and like talking about the other show stuff and whatnot, we dedicate, we dedicate the episode for that person. And the, and it's a full episode about an interview of that person. Shirzy being in the chat right now, go check his out that uh, that's our most recent um, and then we have, we also have an interview with Tony. Why not be reckless? AKA why not be casting AKA a kind of freaking big deal. If you don't know, now, you know, um, and King J, if you're still somehow here, know that we do want to have you on eventually. So don't think that we don't. Oh, there's Tony two turned. Hey, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Is team war still a thing? Crazy kid. Thank you for the follow too. Welcome to the live show. What's up, Tony? Other Tony two turned. Um, no motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, I had no idea. I well just done. know I didn't see anything, but it is what it is, I guess. So I'm wishing you the best as well. I hope you guys have a, I hope you're on a roster, a solid roster that's making your way through. And as your name States get turned up daddy. So, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for the McWin interview. We'll be releasing next week. All right, Will. Yeah, this next one, the big one. We were waiting on it. Yeah, you took you long enough, fucking PJ. <laughs> God, last episode that it was going to be what Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, and then it ended up being Saturday. Just a few days in the in the works. It's been three days since you lied to me. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Clutch World, welcome back. Good to see you. 
What name? Dixon Tweener Legs? The fuck kind of name is that? Thanks oh. for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Okay. It's one of those uh, like prank call names, you know? It is. That's a Wowzer. Bowser Bowser name right there. You love you you love or hate to see it? That's that's something. <laughs> that is something. All right. <laughs> so, yes, Will, do you want to do you want to explain what this video is going to be about? So basically Snakebite is just going to explain the Sentinels phase situation. Um I actually haven't had a chance to look at this myself yet. So this is going to be reactionary for me. Yeah. Um, have you watched the video? Yes. And my kid was talking to me in the background basically the entire time. So like I watched it twice, I think to try to get it all, <laughs> but yeah. So what we're going to do is, um, uh, Dixon, I, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch the full video that PJ released. Um, it is about 20 minutes, just giving you folks a heads up for what to expect here. Uh, so if you have not seen this video from Snakebite addressing the situation between Sentinels and FaZe and uh, Lethal staying on Sentinels, the three boys going over to FaZe alongside Renegade, then we are going to watch that. Ebenezer, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. It is the live reaction scene, Will. Got it. You got it? Get it? Got it? Good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's watch that video together. Right? Meow. Going on YouTube, Snake by here today. We're gonna to be having a little chat. Are we not? Is it not coming through? No, no volume. Watch it. Uh, watch it two times. It's long. I'm not watching it two times. Meowner, I'll watch it with the fuck I want. Do I have it muted or not? Oh, here we go. Now, as I'm sure some of you have seen, uh, we are going to be playing for uh, Phase for 2023. The roster is myself. Renegade, Royal 2, and Frosty with Coach Royal 1. Uh, I wanted to make this video to kind of talk about really the past year uh, being 2022, how the infinite season kind of went for us, explain some reasoning, obviously not all reasoning, um, and just kind of give some insight. You know, I know we've been a team for a really long time. Um, I think that we've gained, we've been fortunate enough to gain a lot of fans through that time. And I just wanted to give some clarity um, I guess to the situation. Now this video obviously uh, is not an easy one to make uh, regardless of being excited for the 2023 season. Um, I'm just, you know, I still just feel kind of heartbroken over the fact that we even had to make a roster change. I had really hoped that the team that we had from 2016 would be, would be my last team. It would be the last team that I ever competed with. Obviously, that's not going to be there isn't the case anymore going forward. But, um, you know, I don't think there will ever be a part of me that doesn't feel sad not having Lethal on the roster anymore. Um, I love TJ. I love him as a player. I love him as a person. I wish him nothing the best. I'll be rooting for him. Whenever we're not playing him, I'll be rooting for him. Um, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about it. Um, the rest of it's kind of just like personal stuff. Obviously, we've been through a lot together. Um you know, the way that I look at it is we all change each other's lives. Um, I hope that these guys, I hope that I can be friends with these guys for the rest of my life. Um, Junior. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. You know, and they're my best friends. I don't know. You know, this stuff sucks. Uh, I wish it never had to happen. I wish it never did happen. I wish 2022 would have went very differently. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the past year um, and kind of give some insight and give some explanations. I'm sorry if this is somewhat out of order or rambling. I'm just kind of making it on the fly. Um, 
Yeah, but you know, I love I love Tej. It, it still sucks no matter what way. Hey, Joker, don't worry. They they lost. <laughs> He's commenting on the the Giants hat, the Giants beanie that PJ's wearing in his video. And uh, us from Minnesota, we lost too. So that's kind of besides the point. But you know, fucking at least it wasn't as bad as that. I mean, we did lose to them. Uh, Wax says, please stop pausing a long video. I'll do whatever the fuck I want, but I appreciate your concern. And thanks for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, no matter what happens in the future with, hope, you know, hopefully we continue to win, but, um, you know, not playing with him will always be a really, really disappointing thing. Now to give some clarity on some rumors and stuff that took place in 2022. Um, you know, first off in 2022, I felt really confident in the team uh, heading into the year. I thought we were really good, uh, even with the no practice thing and the whole thing that went on with teams not wanting to play us and, you know, yada, yada. Um, we still managed to be really good. You know, we were still a really great team. I saw us winning or we won, sorry, the um, Eastport Arena tournament. That was the one that had like the no geo thing in it. But, um, you know, I do think that Royal 2 getting suspended really hurt us. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's the rules. Obviously, we didn't No one else on the team had known about it. But, you know, I do think it did uh, hurt us in a little bit of aspects because I thought we were catching a groove and then we had to play Raleigh without him, um, playing a bunch of pro series without him. Waxy, I'll just give you a heads up too. Non-snarky, like not going to be snarky. If you type in exclamation point show notes in the chat, uh, there is a link to the full video in the show notes as well. Feel free to check that out too if you don't want to go searching. And then went to Anaheim on just a little practice. Uh, we did not have a strong showing at Anaheim. We got fourth, which on the grand scheme of things, like if you look at really big, if you look at competition, like it's not as if fourth is the worst place ever, but in our minds, if we're not winning, obviously we're doing something wrong. Um, now post Anaheim, I had a big problem with the team and that was the way that we were approaching things, the, our game plan, our way that we were going about things. And I brought it up. I brought it up to everyone. Um, I heard rumors that we were like, already making a change pre Kansas city and stuff like that. And that is literally just untrue. Um, like I said, I mean, if anything, I was, I was planning on leaving. Uh, I told, I told the guys that I said, you know, I, I, I spoke to TJ about it. I, I talked to Matt about it. I think I mentioned it kind of to Brad a little bit. Um, you know, I definitely didn't want to get to a point where I was getting really frustrated. Um, and this is like me speaking for myself. I was getting very frustrated with, our game plan, our work ethic, the way we were going about stuff, we weren't improving the way we needed to. And obviously we had limited practice, but like it just still wasn't going in the right direction. Um, we had a really big team talk, you know, things started to move in the right direction. And then we won Kansas City. Now this is where stuff kind of gets interesting. Uh, post Kansas City, you know, we had just won the event and um, Renegade approaches us, basically letting us know that he's leaving Cloud9. Um, he would like to join our team but he has other options as well. Now, I'm not going to name names in this. Um, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. It is what it is. I, I, I just am trying to give our um, side of kind of what was going on and what happened and, you know, whatever. Um, but basically, the way that I had felt about the Renegade situation post-Kansas City was, you know, I thought we were looking at the best player in the game. I mean, I still think he has a claim to that, but obviously Optic with the past two events, I think Lucid is very, very um, clear the number one at the moment until people can be winning tournaments besides Optic. I thought that we were looking at the number one player in the world, and I thought that we were an incredible team, 
And when we talked about it and brought up, you know, we brought it up amongst us three about Renegade and what we wanted to do, um, we were really still confident in our team. You know, we had just won and we were like, we were really sitting on the fact that like we didn't need to make a change because of the fact that we beat everyone. But the reality of our win was that we really were still kind of underperforming. Um, we went to game five with PK. You know, we had a really close series with KCP, which is nothing against those guys. They're a great team, obviously, ending the year getting third. Um, we really should have lost to Quadrant. You know, we went to game five with Quadrant, um, went to game five with them. And then really, K Kansas City was us proving our peak, you know, beating Cloud9, beating Optic. We could have lost to Optic um, and then sweeping Cloud9 in the finals, but we still weren't happy with the overall performance of us as a group. Now, with all that being said, again, I, I, I know I could speak for myself when I say post Kansas City, when I heard the news, I wasn't really fully convinced on making a change or wasn't 100% sold on the idea. I thought we would have maybe more potential, but I also saw us with the chemistry that we have and the fact that we're coming off a win as a really big, as a really big advantage for us. Um, but when it got brought up of some of the other teams that possibly might form around Renegade and there's no other way to put that. Like there's just some of the other rosters that may have formed around him, obviously not including cloud nine. I kind of saw it as a problem. You know, we were already struggling to beat cloud nine um, optic. We were kind of back and forth with them. And when he was leaving for who, for potentially what he thought was going to be better options to that roster. Um, you know, we were the number one pick, but when there were other options as, a secondary to him uh yeah i'm not gonna lie like in terms of a competition front i saw that as being a big problem i saw that as us potentially not being the favorite anymore going into to um what was the man after casey into orlando uh it's not to be anti-competitive it's just when you look at this kind of stuff you have to evaluate rosters and who's forming and that you have to be able to compete with said rosters every single day and i thought that with some of the rosters that could form i thought that with how far I don't want to say how far behind we were because we had just won, but with how inconsistent we were, I saw our chances for Worlds being very, very limited. So we basically approached TJ and told him uh, the news. TJ, uh, by the way, is lethal, obviously, for those of you who don't know. Um, so we basically approached lethal and explained to him the situation about Renegade leaving Cloud9. Um, we did tell him that if he was available to get, we were going to make the change, but... If we could not, he was on the team. Uh, you know, we viewed Renegade as the best player in the game. And if we couldn't replace Lethal with that player, there were no other changes that we can make to make us stronger. And I, I truly, truly, truly believe that. Um, that's not a knock on TJ. I, I view it as more of a credit to Renegade. But, like, as a unit, we were not functioning 100% correct. I'll talk about that more a little bit, I guess. But, um, you know, I just feel like that was... I, that was my approach too. It was like, okay, I can't let allow these other teams to form or I, I have to attempt to not allow these other teams to form or this other team to form. Uh, but like, I don't want to make a change. So if it's this or nothing, and obviously, um, you know, the room, a lot of the rumors are true. Uh, we had agreed to buyouts for Renegade, Cloud9 um, accepted, raised it, accepted, raised it, accepted, and then backed out and uh, basically told us that they view us as their toughest competition, essentially, kind of deal, and they didn't want to help their competition, in which, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, so you have to bear with me, but in which, obviously, he got sent over and got sold to face. Now, even though people will attribute 
are, and I mean, maybe it did. I really don't know. From my perspective, like I love playing with TJ. I love playing with Lethal. People will kind of contribute some of our failures at the second half of the season being due to this drama. Um, I would say it certainly could have. I just don't, I, from my perspective and being in the calls and being there, I'm sure it impacted our friendships a little bit, but overall I thought we were still playing really high caliber Halo. I thought we were still right there in the top three. Um, and honestly, like I give full credit to TJ, like when we had this conversation with him and when we went into Orlando and worlds, like he was working just as hard and he was just, you know, you couldn't ask for someone for the situation I was in. And I understand how of a ridiculous and just awful situation it was for him. Um, he still just approached it the way that we've always asked him to and the way that he's always asked of us. And we just went hard to practice and we really, really worked. I mean, we're talking 12 hour days for Orlando and for worlds. And even though I view us as the, the third place team there, at those two events, I just feel like we were still far behind. And that's no discredit to the teams that placed above us. Obviously, when I say third place, I just mean it in regards to we had lost to Optic and Cloud9. Um, Orlando, Optic twice. Um, or sorry, what the heck am I saying? In Orlando, Cloud9 twice, now SSG, and then going to um, uh, Worlds, and we had gotten fifth place, but we lost to Optic and Cloud9 slash SSG, who got first and second. Now, as I mentioned, obviously, I still thought we were a top caliber team. I thought we could still win Orlando and still win Worlds. Um, but it didn't go that way for us. You know, we could not beat the number one and number two seed um, or the number one and number two team, I should say. I think they were both one and two seed, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and, you know, ob obviously with wanting to win, it was like apparent something had to change. And at least, you know, I can only speak for myself with it. Uh, I don't think it came down to a single person. I don't think it was one. I don't think it was TJ's fault or lethal, you know, TJ being lethal's fault. I think literally as a unit, we were just not succeeding. We were not achieving what we wanted to achieve and we were not playing the game the correct way. That does not fall on one person. That is not one person's fault. It is a team game. And as a team, we failed and we're failing. And when you work really, really hard for a year straight and you only see success for one tiny glimpse of that year. If it was a lack of effort, then you could point towards it being an effort, you know, like an effort issue. Like, Hey, if we just fix our effort, we're going to be, we'll get back to the number one spot. But with how the year went, it was the first time that we've experienced that we experienced this with this team, in my opinion, where other teams were just clearly better than us. Now, post worlds, um, honestly, I stepped away from halo. We went on like a, little tiny vacation, uh, post worlds in Seattle, um, then came back and, you know, it was like kind of towards the holidays ish that stuff started to pick back up. Um, if you follow my stream and kind of when I came back to streaming, it was really when I started playing Halo again, I hadn't talked to anyone until that point. Like genuinely, I don't think I talked to anyone on my team until that point. Um, but obviously when I came back and we started getting ready, like, okay, like the new season's coming up, you know, the, the conversation again about Renegade um, popped up. And personally, like, again, as much as, as, as heartbroken as I am about it and as, as I feel about it, um, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's, it's I don't know. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, you, if you want to win and you want to continue to stay on top, if, if it's not working, um, I don't know what else to do or to say 
or to, you know, I, I don't know. And it's not as if it's like someone did something wrong or, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, someone did something wrong and that's why we weren't doing well or whatever. It's just as a unit, we were not achieving and we were not moving the way that we wanted to. Um, so again, when the conversation came back up, it was, in my opinion, it, it's kind of the inevitable. Um, obviously we could have stayed together and hopes of working hard and figuring it out. Um, you know, I truly think that with, I, I truly think the reason why we didn't succeed in this game is because of the fundamentals of the game. Um, the game is super like weapon dependent and very, people use the word all the time, like sandboxy. And I think even though it's a very strong team, teamwork oriented game, um, which I think is the reason why we stayed so strong, but I don't think that the weapon side of it is something that catered to us well. And if you go back to Halo 5, it was kind of the same thing in Halo 5. Like we really struggled in Halo 5 to like get, when we were on the back foot, like we struggled to like get the overshields and get the power weapons. And you know, it's just the fundamental makeup of our team always really struggled with that. But in Halo 5, you know, I felt like, I think probably the thing that saved us in Halo 5 was that there's so many other things you could do on the map. There are so many plays you can make with the thruster and the, you know, the heat wave and sprint sliding and, you know, sprint slide thrusting into the other team's base. And there are these plays, these plays that you can make that kind of cut the fundamental side of like, hey, when you spawn up, you have to play for this weapon in a setup orient orientation way. Um, like I said, I think it's always been our weak point. And I think that in this game in particular, it showed if the sandbox was taken down or like lowered, I think that we probably would have been more so on the successful side again. That's just my two cents, whether or not that's true. It's not to take away from anyone. That's just my two cents and how I feel about it. Um, but, you know, obviously going into infinite or into year two, we had to assume that nothing was going to change. And we thought that adding a high caliber slayer like Renegade, who's really great with the weapons and really efficient and knows not only knows kind of the optic style, which is what we're more comfortable with, but also knew the Cloud9 SSG style, which I thought would be an added benefit to us to kind of get both sides of the coin to figure out maybe how to keep progressing and how to keep improving as a team and to keep improving in Halo Infinite. Now, obviously for the last part of this um, video, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be kind of dysfunctional overall, but you know, leaving Sen was no, e no easy choice. Uh, we tried to bring uh, Renegade over, uh, quite frankly, obviously he had signed a, a contract with FaZe. Um, our contracts had come up and so we chose to go to FaZe to get the roster that we wanted to compete with of the year. Uh, it's really not that deep. You know, we love Sen. I wish him the best. You guys, I mean, probably know how I feel about TJ and how much I love him and want the best for him. I'm glad he was able to stay on Sen and get a really great roster. And I know he's going to be competing for chips and we're going to be battling all year with him. So, you know, it's going to be weird seeing him on the other side, but, um, you know, nothing but love to Sen. Thank you for taking care of us um, and just treating us just the best always. Um, so no drama there or anything. Just want to give kind of... You know, I, I feel like I need to give some explanation to Send fans because I feel bad in the sense of like we're swapping to a different organization. I'm really excited to be playing for FaZe. Um, I mean, we have, um, if you guys obviously if you follow Halo, you know who Towie is. Towie is here uh, managing us and he works with FaZe and he's going to, you know, I know he's going to take good care of us as well. I'm really excited to finally be working with him. I've always been battling against Towie. It's fun to have him on our side now. Um, you know, big shout out to him for, you know, just communicating with us when we were finally available and helping us figure stuff out fairly quickly. Um, cause you know, we had, we had to wait a lot for our contracts to be up, um, which wasn't until 
basically until um, December 31st, I think, or something like that. Um, you know, we had our talks with Renegade, but then, you know, it comes down to the org side and the business side. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Uh, big thank you to FaZe for agreeing to sign us. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the year. I'm excited for the team. Uh, I always have kind of mixed feelings, I guess, when it comes to our old roster in terms of like, again, it's no discredit to Renegade. I'm always going to wish stuff could have been slightly different. I'm excited to play with them. I think we have a great shot at winning. Uh, we're going to work really hard and we're going to try to get back into uh, the winner's circle. So yeah, not much else to say about it. Um, that's kind of the timeline, I guess, of 2022 to 2023. Uh, thank you to all our fans throughout the years. I can't say enough how much I appreciate it and how we appreciate it. Um, we've made a lot of lifelong supporters um, that mean a lot to us. Um, and, you know, breaking up or, you know, breaking up and making a change just is not an easy thing to do. And it's not just about us. It's about you guys as well. So um, I'm trying to look at it as, you know, uh, what's the saying? Like, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened or something like that. Uh, because genuinely, we change each other's lives and, you know, even some of the people that we've met through streaming and like the, from the support that we've gotten has, has changed my life as well. So, you know, I just, I feel like I feel very blessed and very fortunate that we ever got to form this team. We were a no away from TJ from never having the past seven years. Um, so yeah, sucks, but excited for the future. Much loved all the fans, uh, San TJ, just nothing but love for me. And um, yeah, on to 2023 we go. Thanks for watching. There you go. There's the full video. And again, it's including the Google Doc, the show notes of the show, exclamation point, show notes in chat, blah, 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 fucking blah, blah, blah. If you want to check that out, um, make sure I'm clicked in there so that actually does what it's supposed to do. Before we speak about it, I want to quickly say uh, to... Bainu uh, Naru Herb Baker currently timed out in it's Dewey. Thank you all for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Um, and thank you guys for keeping the discussion civil in the chat as well while we were watching over that video. Um, so there's no, we, we already assumed this, but there's no beef anywhere between anyone. Um, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, yo. Rhino skin with the 20 gifted subs. Holy fucking shit. Do you want to yeah, do the thing? There you go. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Holy shit, man. That's crazy. Thank you. did not have to do that. Obviously. Thank you so much. Says love the show guys. Love you. Thank you. Holy shit. And was, first time chat too. Yeah, what the fuck? You just been chilling in the chat the whole time. You're like, I'm a fucking watch me. Watch this, bitch! Boom! God. Thank you so much. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, Magic, that's cool. I hope Shotzi has a great day. Rain, welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, Stussy and Dino of Deans. Welcome. Uh, And then Rehad. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And then Rhino... I have to say, thank you so much for the 20 gifted subs. You get a giant. Woo! And then to everybody that got gifted sub from uh, fucking Rhino, make sure you say thank you to him as well. And Joker, you're amazing. Thank you so much. What's up, Snag? Welcome back. So there's no beef 
between anybody on that roster. We already had a feeling that was the case because they, they've been together for so long. And I saw you guys talking about it in chat too, but that was one of the concerns I had. When this announcement was first made was that they've been together for so long and chemistry like that and teams like this, I talked about it last week, do not come around that often at all, right? Yeah. And I be- I truly believe they were the longest running roster in Halo eSports history. Uh, so seeing a change like that is monumental in the space. And as, as PJ talks about in that video, he says it's his direct account of what happened. When Renegade approached them, when John approached him and said, Hey, I want to join you guys. And they take a step back and they're like, well, shit. Things aren't going incredibly well for them in Infinite. They're trying everything they can to make it work the best they can. It's just not working how they want it to. When you have an opportunity like that show up, well, from a competitive standpoint, what he talks about in that video, from a business standpoint, from a winning standpoint, you do everything you can to get that talent. And if you guys didn't hear it, he also says in there that if they weren't able to get John then they want, they want lethal. That's, that's it. If they couldn't have John, then they always wanted lethal anyway. Because he said it in the clips we talked about last week. He says it in the video this week. They didn't want anybody else. If they, if they couldn't have John, they didn't want anybody else but lethal. And that was, that was the end of it. So, and he talks about it as well. Like it's not, it's not just because of statistics and we've talked about that as well. It's not about the stats that lethal would put on the field because it's not always about stats. And as you guys were talking about in chat too, and as PJ talks about in the video is that renegade allows for a better, like a better way for that team to play infinite as it's being played. He talks about how the reason why that CLG optic talk Sentinels roster was so dominant in halo five is because it wasn't as sandbox reliant, right? And since halo five wasn't as sandbox reliant, that team was able to thrive with the people that they had on the team. But in order to be in order to thrive in infinite being as sandboxy as it is, a player like Renegade's able to step in in place of Tony in place of lethal and really hit their stride and really bring that team to a new level. Waxy says, wasn't clear to me uh, is why lethal. How did they come to the conclusion that he's the one that had to go in favor of Renegade because of their play style is what I got out of it. Lethal's play style, lethal's role on that team it didn't fit what infinite brings to the table while renegades role on that team fits how fits what infinite is as a game that sounded really fucking stupid the way it came out of my mouth, but hopefully that made some sort of sense. Silas, welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, Kush goblin. Welcome. So what? 
We'll have to wait and see. I did see somebody talk about how they were dominant in the in the recent in the first like preseason that space station snowdown event. Yeah. And uh the one thing I'm gonna say, and I've said it before, but for the new folks that are here, I'm gonna say it again. It was just an online event. I just want everybody to relax. It was just an online event. It's a great win. I'm never gonna take the win away from them. Every like you you earn your fucking wins. 100%. But it was just an online event. We're going to have to wait for LAN, and we'll see what happens. Esoteric Gaming, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Tools Optic has fallen phase up, fuckers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, man. Fucking ace, someone got my name right. Do people not say your name correctly? I'm fucking brush my shoulders off, you know? <laughs> I try. What can I say? Um, yeah, that X Games thing, though, that was crazy, too. That was another big, like, holy fucking shit moment. But you saw what happened. It's ex you're, you're right, Problem Solved. That's why they got him after X Games at the beginning of Halo 5, to better to better the roster, as, as in picking up lethal, right? Yeah. And yeah, you saw what that team was able to do after they picked up Tony. Win back-to-back -back world championships, win countless other tournaments as well. Their chemistry is on point. They've been together for so long. But as we talk about every time, and as everybody understands, every Halo is different. Every Halo plays different. Halo Infinite is a massive change from Halo 5. And unfortunately for that CLG Optic Talk Sentinels roster, Lethal just didn't fit what they needed anymore. So, I've persecute uh, Maniac and Lucid fucking about my name. Well, hey, you know what? That just means we're better. I'm just kidding. We're definitely <laughs> not better. But, hey, I appreciate it. So, good luck to a phase in the future. And... I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think this roster is poised to be dominant. Absolutely dominant. Yeah. I, uh, I think the, the gap at the top is getting smaller and smaller. Yes. Um, we know that this is what Renegade always wanted post KC. And now he finally gets that opportunity. And now we're just going to see what happens when the players get what they want. Yep. And they get what they want by doing it the right way. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. I'm just curious where everything's going to land when these teams get some time together, some scrims and practice under their belt. And, man, I, Charlotte in a month. Charlotte's in a month. Can't wait. Uh, hashtag Lucian says, what are the current roster changes for the top four pro teams? Well, if we're if if the top four are who we think the top four are, you have Optic, uh, Space Station Gaming, who are previously Cloud Nine, um, Phase, and then who would be fourth? Those three are interchangeable, by the way. If we're just being honest, I mean Optic is still on top because they won Worlds, but whatever. For the sake of this question, who would be fourth? Gosh, it's that's got to be a question mark right now. People say G one. Yeah, but I don't know. We Sen. haven't seen. They've made some. I've, if what we're hearing is true, then they've made some big changes too. So I don't know if they'd necessarily be. 
What about Sentinels with? Uh, they're not proven yet either. That's yeah. They're not proven to me either. And I, and I love them. Like, I hope they do well. It's just, they don't native red. That could be a good one. Native red could be a good one. Native red are established They're They've been a top six team, but they did really well at worlds. They proved all the doubters wrong, including myself. Maybe it's native red. Hmm. Sun all day, baby. Hey, I love them too, man. I love them too. Collect Stan over here. So, um, real quick. Oh God, I'm going to, Oh God. Ravagna. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Um, J316 and Slippery Gecko. Thank you all for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Hope you're all having a great night. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. But to answer your question, so you have, what's up, uh, Azuka or Akuza? My apologies. My apologies. Enjoying the chat? Awesome, Slippery Gecko. Don't be too slippery, all right? Um... To answer the question, though, you have Space Station Gaming, which are which are previously Cloud9. So you have uh, Bound, Eco, Stellar, and Penguin. Yep. Okay. Solidified roster. Then, um, Jesus Christ, you have Phase, which is Renegade, Snakebite, Frosty, and Royal 2. Um, Optic is the same as they were. So Lucid, Trippy, APG, and Formal. Um... Yeah. The change for Sentinels then is Lethal, Spartan, King Nick, and Collect. Collect on as their first. On Sentinels, yeah. So I think I think the fourth spot I think the fourth spot is is hard. I think it's it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. Slippery says has Mickwin been picked up? Mickwin has always been picked in a sense, because he was always going to be part of whatever native roster he was going to be a part of. So yes. native gaming white native white have been announced. Um, and that is Mickwin, Gilkey barcode and tapping buttons. And yes, we're, we're all waiting for G one. We're all waiting. Uh, Jimmy neutron Logan's good to see you. Hope you're having a great fucking day, man. Uh, with a three month resub, you get a, woo! thank you so much. And Briggs, welcome back to the live show as well. So, We'll just have to wait and see, but this this season's going to be awesome. Yeah, not as long as the game fucking works. <laughs> Everything's not so certain anymore, you know. No, which I think is exciting. No, for for all intents and purposes, Optic is still one. I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing this, but like Optic is still number one because they won worlds. Yeah, so they're Orlando beforehand, they're right? Back so they're back. the kings that need to be toppled. Phase. Phase look like they could be that team like easily. Um my my only worry about Space Station, Briggs, all jokes aside, my only worry about Space Station is that they just you know, it's same old song and dance. You get to a grand final, which is fucking great, but you're not able to clutch it out when you need to. Which is not good. I think the uh, the question for me on Space Station now is bound. Great first year. Yeah, he won like Rookie of the Year. Or if that was even a, an award, whatever. Basically Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Breakout player of the I don't know. Anyway. So whatever. Um, 
but is he going to perform to the level he did before? Is it, what is it, sophomore slump? You know, is, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. No. Uh, it's just. Mortally like, welcome to the Everything's show. evolving too. We got new maps that could change the flow of gameplay. Yep. And Argyle you know, apparently plays better now that doesn't have Bulldogs all over the fucking map. I'm wondering what it will look like on land because we haven't seen it. I don't know. Mortally, I agree with you, though, as Tony of Caster, the year 2023. Book it. Book it, boys. All right. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. This season's going to be fucking awesome, though. Really excited. As long as the game works. That's kind of the big caveat here. Uh, Deranged Native, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So. All right. It'll be fun. That's it for Roster Mania, right? Yeah. All right. It's time for the upcoming tournaments of the league presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com. Do you think Nate will ever get picked up by any team? I mean, the, the fucking, the joke is like fucking status quo, but who knows? Everyone got used to me making up calls on Argyle. Shirzy, nobody cares about your calls on Argyle. All right. The versatile trash pile. Go watch Onset's video. <laughs> I love you, Shirzy. Daily tournaments, Z-League, and First Blood. If they're still happening, they're still happening. Go check them out. Then we have, on Tuesday, January 24th, the Halo Rec League FFA series continues for week number six. And then on Saturday, January 28th, the TNT Halo 3 multi-team draft tourney and the Honda Fan Club... Fan Club? Fan... Jesus Christ. The Honda Fan Cup qualifier number one. That's things returning. And there's money on the line and shit. It's 1v1s and fucking meh, you know? Starting to sound like me messing up. Yeah, <laughs> up over there. Hey, snaps. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. SSG is definitely hoping they win an event this year, given that uh, they're messy year one. Hey, I <laughs> Talk about dumpster fire. Okay. That's okay. We're past that. Onwards and upwards for Space Station. They still have the best merch in the game. That they do. They do. And now they have one of the best rosters in the game. See, it just fucking works. It just works. Briggs says, hope Puckett returns. Is I I mean, maybe if it doesn't interfere with, his, with uh, the COD contract that he has. We'll see. I don't know. All right, well. That's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombin.com. Check out NoobCombin.com for all your... Hey, Louis Sports Needs. And his merch, too. You can go check it out. Shout out Maddie Rums. Fuck you, Maddie Rums. Will, what do we got for the Scrim and Tournament League recaps of the week last week? Well, all scrims are available for all regions at halodatahive.com. Sometimes. I should really... I just want to shout out Halo Data Hive because we love him, and I want to give him, like exposure on the show when I possibly yeah. can. It's just like, you know, things aren't always updated, so it kind of sucks. So go check them out when you can and when they're there. Yes. That's it. It snaps. Yes, join the fucking Discord, man. Everybody join the Discord. Keep the conversations going. Um, The one we have is just the Halo Rec League FFA series standings. And this is for week five. Mambo number fat! There it is. Tied for ninth is the Amazing C4 in oh Shield Z. It's Corey. Eighth place, Benjo Stark. Seventh, Hip Freddy. Fifth, tied for fifth. That's why there's no sixth place. Is Shadow and It's Bad to Be You. Fourth, Winkler. Shout out Winkler. 
Third, Big Dog, 23-24. Second, uh, Jolts. And first, going to Bane, 117. Very nice. There we go. That's all we got. Hey, look, it's Winkler. Hey, hey. look at that. Look at that. It's like Maddie. You say his name, he just appears. Ah, who'd have thought? Um, not me. So, yes. are we ready to get into the topic of this week's show? Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. So, the topic of this week's episode of the show is the Microsoft layoffs and the 343 rumor mill. I said at the beginning of this episode that there may or may not be a Josh rant in the show. The Josh rant's going to happen during this segment of the show if one happens. So, be prepared. Um... Really, the reason for the for the potential rant that's going to come is the people who, like, stick with the rumor that was going around about what was going to happen with 343 and just ran with it. So, here we go. Microsoft cuts include game divisions behind Halo and Starfield. This is by J uh, Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. Um, Bloomberg, for those who don't know, sucks in the sense that it has a paywall depending upon the amount of articles that you access on the website. So if you have hit said paywall, know that I literally copy pasted the text in the show notes. So you can feel free to check it out there and you don't have to worry about a fucking paywall, which shouldn't exist in the first place. But I understand, you know, people need to make money. Microsoft Corp's announcement of mass layoffs extended to its video game division, including the developers of hit titles such as Starfield and Halo. The Xbox maker said Wednesday it's cutting 10,000 jobs as it seeks to reduce costs amid a broader economic slowdown. Some people, Bethesda Game Studios, maker of the upcoming Starfield, as well as 343 Industries, the company behind 2021's Halo Infinite, were affected, according to people familiar with the matter. Some of those who lost their jobs were veterans who had been with Xbox for more than a decade, said the people, who asked not to be named because they were authorized, they were not authorized to speak publicly. Dust storm with the 30, Jesus fucking Christ. The 33-month resub, you get a woo! And uh, shout out Dust, shout out Potacular. Yes. The scale of the cuts in the gaming division weren't, uh, wasn't completely clear. Microsoft said it still plans to hire people in strategic competitive areas such as artificial intelligence, but many other departments were losing staff, including its HoloLens goggles business and some engineering divisions, Bloomberg reported. In an email to staff, 343 Industries studio head Pierre Heinz said the company had, quote, made the difficult decision to restructure elements of our team, which means some roles are being eliminated, end quote. He wrote that the studio would continue supporting Halo Infinite's multiplayer and live service elements. Joe Statton, the creative director and Halo veteran who joined 343 in 2020 to help steer Halo Infinite to the finish line, will depart that outfit and rejoin Xbox's broader publishing division, Heinz said. Let's say this real quick before we continue on. To my knowledge, this is me personally, to my knowledge, I believe it was always known that Staten would leave once Infinite had been corrected and back on track. Because he stepped in from the publishing side to steer Infinite in the right direction to get it back on track and to help get it to launch. And then I believe that it was said that he was just coming in for that and then he would then depart and go back to where he was. What is what his role that he was hired for was, is you know, what to do. With that said, here are some responses from those who had been let go um, and those who had left the company a lot earlier than this moment. Uh. 
Esoteric says, listen, my New Year's resolution is to be more positive, but the article you just read was not positive and your title and your title leaves me hopeless. Esoteric, let's just, you know, take a deep breath. We'll get through it together. Wait till we get to the end here. Gilly says, uh, Stanton leaving three for three is a good thing since it was planned. That's the thing. I, I believe it was planned. Also, welcome to the live show. I believe it was planned. There's that. And then, um, oh God, I'm going to mispronounce that. Jorel Blue, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So from Matt Klein, former uh, employee of 343 and the HCS team specifically, which I think is good to add to this because our show is centered around the HCS. He says, today was my last day working for 343 in Halo Esports. It was a great honor to work on the game and that started it all for me. We produced a world-class esports program and I'm proud to have collaborated with so many talented people. Now on to the next chapter. Matt, we wish you the absolute best. Also, I just want to say, we did not include every single every single person that was affected in this layoff in this everybody that provided a statement we did not include everybody in the show notes obviously it would be long like incredibly long but just know to those that were affected by all this we wish you the absolute best it fucking unbelievably sucks that this happened in the first place but and I said this in the tweet that we put out too, is that please know that all your contributions did not fall on deaf ears. We appreciate everything that you've done. I know the internet can be a cesspool of bullshit, but do know that we are appreciative of Halo as a franchise. It's still existing. Yes, we have qualms with every game that comes out. That's kind of what it is. But the fact that we still have Halo in 2023, thank you all for all the work that you've done. Wishing you guys the absolute best in the future and hope you guys land on your feet as soon as fucking possible. From Neil Harrison, former director of art management of 343 says, Today was a really tough one. Layoffs hit 343 industries hard with positions impacted across all disciplines. The art team, which I've spent over a decade building and leading, lost around 30 people alone, myself included. The people are what always made 343 special. The folks affected today are not only some of the best game developers out there, but some of the very best humans I've had the pleasure to work with. If you're a hiring manager or recruiter, you have a great opportunity to talk to some incredibly talented and experienced folks. When things got tough on your pro- when things get tough on your project, these are the people you want by your side. They've been through it all, and their drive, resilience, and loyalty is unmatched. If I can help connect you to those impacted, please let me know. And thank you all for the support and love from those who have already reached out to us as well. It's deeply appreciated and always inspiring to see the games industry rally around those in need. Now we get to negative is not much of a word I'd use, but more of like an eye opening because the next statements that we're about to go through paint a picture of what we've already basically known through the grape, like down the grapevine, right? But these statements from those that do not work at 343 any longer really paint the picture of what the systemic problem is or was for that matter. Hopefully things change in the future. Briggs, I don't think any. If I'm being honest with you, I don't think any. I just hope that their severance packages were great. From Tyler Owens, former employee of 343, he states, As a Halo fan, I'm really tired of Microsoft business practices and policies slowly killing the thing I love. 
Between the contracting policies they abuse for tax incentives and layoffs in the face of gigantic profits and executive bonuses, they set Halo up for failure. From Patrick Rentz, uh, former, se former senior multiplayer designer of 343. He says, The layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. The reason for both of those things is incompetent leadership up top during Halo Infinite development causing massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. The people I worked every day with were passionate about Halo and wanted to make something great for the fans. They helped push for a better Halo and got laid off for it. Devs still there working hard on that dream. Look at Forge. Be kind to them during this awful time. This week I've gotten a lot of, how can you be proud of Halo Infinite when XYZ problems? Remember you can enjoy and be proud of things and still recognize their faults and be critical of them. It doesn't have to be all the best uh, thing or worst thing ever all the time. Okay, but that's another statement around how bad top leadership was. This next one's long, but I included this because I think it perfectly, it perfectly encapsulates the systemic issues at the very top. This is from Morgan Lockhart, former employee of 343 during Halos 4, 5, and the beginning of development for Infinite. She states, it's hard to know what to say when you exit an experience with a bad place full of good people because you care about those people still there. But given all that's happened, I will lend to the voices saying that 343 Industries had deeply entrenched harmful cultural issues. I'm putting a little emphasis on the had statement. That's me personally. Back to what she says. I'm sad for my friends who are now jobless in a deeply uncertain economic climate, but I can't also help but feel relief that they are out of it. I recently had a significant trauma and panic response because of my time there. I continue to grapple with the damage every day. It's hard to undersell the feelings I have of quote-unquote lost time and what it has taken to get back with my years there uh, and what it has taken to get back what my years there took from me with respect to psychological safety, trusting others, trust in the industry, and most deeply, trust and confidence in myself. It did not only take, and that's why these stories are complicated. I collaborated with so many wonderful people, many of whom remain dear friends. I learned a lot. I produced things I'm still proud of, but that does not mean it did not simultaneously do harm. The fact that by all accounts it only got worse makes me shift from sad to angry. Angry it happened, angry it was allowed to continue, angry at the economic reality that it was basically an extreme expensive, extremely expensive ship that no one was willing to sink because of the consequences. To echo Patrick, which the statement we already talked about, I have no intention of sharing details. The stories are common enough. What matters are the lessons. Lessons in communication transparency, trust, respect, collaboration. Trying to point to any one person or thing is simplifying a complex issue and would just be assigning villains because it's easier to understand, which our brains do because we want a simple story. When what's really at fault are the systems those people become the faces of. Not to say accountability wasn't a part of the problem because it was, but accountability is best handled among the parties with information and decision-making power. But here in social media, as a collective of game devs, game enthusiasts, our decision-making power is about our industry, about our craft, our passion. It means listening to each other and ensuring the systems we do have control over, the systems that touch us all, are accountable and holding ourselves accountable too. 
Listen when these stories are told, not with an eye toward finding the sources of the problems and attacking them, but with an understanding of what you need to learn, who you need to be, and who you need to call on your organizations to be to try to not repeat it. That's all I want in speaking up, and I think most people do too. Not that people attempt to rectify the past, but that we work to ensure a better present and future. I'm getting the, we need receipts crowd. And what I will acknowledge is I could be more specific about what I'm saying needed to be done. It begins with an openness to feedback, appropriate transparency, and an attitude of arriving at high-level decisions with input and buy-in from discipline leaders who are in turn listening to input from their teams. And then appropriate accountability for those who make calls. Ultimately, someone has to make calls, but those calls need to be informed and grounded in mutual trust and respect. It's on teams to trust and respect final calls, but it's on leadership to earn trust by showing that they are listening and respecting their teams by considering feedback. The alternative is what uh, Bren Brown characterizes as guarded leadership, where people close down and, re and retaliate, bully, gaslight, replace others who speak up. This in turn radiates out where the entire team grows more guarded and less, less, less likely to listen, speak, and collaborate. And an unbalanced amount of the blame is then placed on those with the least amount of power to have it affected the situation and who worked themselves to death trying to make the impossible happen. This is not an appeal for games to be designed by committee, especially massive AAA games, but appropriate channels for feedback to move up and down are essential. And the higher up someone is, the more open and receptive those people need to be. Also, I won't pretend to have all the answers, but what I can say is I emerged from 343 completely burned out with a fear of ever being a leader because of how much I watched my discipline leads be burned to the ground physically, mentally, and emotionally from fighting so hard. It was not hard to leave the industry entirely or to feel on, or to feel on stable ground until I got the emotional distance. Or, you know, I'm sorry. It was hard not to leave the industry entirely or to feel on stable ground until I got the emotional distance and mental clarity to feel confident I'd be heard if I provided feedback or asked for what I needed, or to simply even be confident I had any expertise to offer at all. So again, I know that was long, but the reason why I want to include that from Morgan is because she worked for 343 during all of four, all of five, and part of Infinite. I'm not going to sit here and say that 343 is the problem, okay? Because I don't think 343 is the problem. I think that's a blanket statement. But it is kind of ironic that we saw the way the franchise was heading with Halo 4's release. And there, there are pieces that I like about Halo 4. There's pieces I like about Halo 5, and there's a lot that I like about Halo Infinite. But it is kind of ironic to see that happen. And again, from Morgan, from these others that we talked about, it sounds like it's a systemic issue from the very top. What I will say is, is that some of those people at the very top are gone. And all I can hope is that these issues are in the past and that there's a way to move forward. I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying they are because I don't know. I don't work there. It's just what I hope for. Marching Mammoth and Christopher, thank you both for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So after that layoff article got released, 
here's where the potential rant comes in. Then an individual who I'm not even going to name because it doesn't matter posted us like a, a thing, including all these rumors and supposed things that were happening. What's the link to the layoff article? It's in the show notes, exclamation point show notes in chat. And it'll be included there. Or, and like I said earlier, Christopher, um, Bloomberg can have a paywall. So I copy pasted the text, the entire text from that article in the show notes. So in case you do get hit with a paywall, you know, it's there and you don't have to worry about that. So this rumor mill started and not only did this rumor mill start, but so many major gaming journalist outlets took it, ran a clickbaity ass headline again for clicks and just ran with it and just ran with it. And then so, so many people ran with it as well. I saw people going in Halo streamers, Twitch chats and talking about it being like, Oh, it's real. This is a real thing. Oh my God. They're going to fucking give Halo to other public, like other developers. And they're only going to do multiplayer and Halo's dead and blah, blah, blah. And I got really mad. I got really mad. Because if there's one thing that we talk about on the show consistently is that we don't try to feed rumors and speculation. We wait for an official statement to come out, whether it be a roster change, whether it be something like this, whatever it may be, we try to wait for an official statement to come out because we're not trying to feed that dumbass beast. So Jason Schreier, the author of the Bloomberg article, caught wind of this as well and provided an update to the rumor mill and said, I ran these bullet points by a few people. While it's true that 343 is focusing on multiplayer, the stuff about campaign DLC being scrapped is false. I don't think there was much of that plan in the first place. And a lot of this is either wrong or just speculation. And then I think a day after we got an official response from Pierre Heinz, the studio head of 343. And this is what that statement is. Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. I get... I understand to a degree when people read something and they want to run with it, because they just genuinely think it's true. They hope that it's true because they don't like the direction that 343 is taking it. Whatever it may be, I understand why that they do that. I don't respect it. And it's the thing that I talk about all the time in the show to not do. I think the issue with this one too is that gaming outlets ran, ran with, with the story without getting proper facts from direct, you know, 
direct from the source. They, they, they copy pasted what that fucking person said. That's all it was. They, they took that or they directly linked to what that person said. Yep. That's it. And then at the bottom of the article, we reached out to 343, reached out to Microsoft for further clarification. We'll update this article with more details as they come in. Yep. They probably got enough of those reach outs that that statement ended up being a thing. Exactly. So please, I know we don't reach millions of people. I understand and that's fine. But please, for those that do listen, for those that are here, don't do that. Just stop. Don't go, don't read a fucking thing you see from somebody who doesn't have official sources. Run with it and think that it's gospel. Don't go into other people's chats and be like, did you see what the fuck happened? This is crazy. I can't believe this is real. When it's not fucking true. It's like that, uh... What's that? Is it a commercial for a cell phone company where the girl walks up and she's like, yeah, everything you read on the internet is true, right? Right? Or uh, probably it was on the internet. I just guys. I understand that it can be fun to feed into it and whatnot, but come on, be better than that. And tools, I know you're trolling right now, but like, we gotta be fucking better than that. When I when I saw Gamespot put out their article and Eurogamer put out their article, I'm like, news cycle that dry, really? Like, what the fuck are you doing? How the what the fuck are you doing? And. The, the other thing that really irritates me, euphor, euphoria. Ooh, did I get that right? I think you I think you nailed it. Or is it Lil Euphoria? Did I get that right? So, dude. Thank you for the fall. Welcome to the live show. The thing, I got it. Fuck yeah. The thing that gets me is I see, like I truly, this is going to sound stupid, okay? This is going to sound stupid. I know that our show is dedicated mainly to competitive Halo, and it's like it's a true, pure passion of ours that we talk about competitive Halo. It's what we love. We eat shit, breathe it, you know? But I also pay attention to the greater gaming space as a whole. It's it's one of my pure passions is that I try to pay attention to as much as I possibly can within the greater gaming space. And the thing that I see consistently is journalism is a hard thing. Right in, in any in any media realm, journalism is difficult, and you have legitimate gaming journalists that are trying their fucking damnedest to corroborate sources, to come out with meaningful information about a medium that we love. Jason, who used to work at Kotaku, and I know people have their thoughts about Kotaku. But Jason, who used to work at Kotaku, was one of those people who was well-known, well-versed. He has books as well. He is he now works at Bloomberg. He's probably the biggest, he's probably the most high-profile gaming journalist gaming journalist who made it big. Jason does his job. I'm not here to say that others are not, 
because I, there are so many that are trying their fucking hardest to do the best work they possibly can. But when I see articles like these come out from GameSpot, from Eurogame or whatever it may be, and they just take this headline and they fucking run with it. And yes, I pay more attention to this because it's Halo related because we talk about Halo on the fucking show. It's the whole point. This happens more and more frequently. Yes, it is euphoria. Uh, <laughs> but these things happen more and more frequently. And those that are really trying their fucking hardest, those that want to make a proper name for themselves for doing genuine hard work. That work is being shadowed because these other fucking articles come out with no basis around them, nor sources behind them against, uh, besides the whole trust me, bro shit. It's infuriating. Yeah. And I know I'm I, putting emphasis on this because it is Halo related. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm kind of cutting you off too. Um, I stopped paying attention to a lot of those GameSpot, all the all right. those sources or all those sites because I found so much just to be that clickbait title. Um, is it James Jarl or James Jarl? We can't decide yet. Uh, says because, quote, journalists are judged and employed employed based on their ability to drive web traffic and not the quality of their work these days. And that's what it, that's what it feels like. It's all clickbait. It's to get you onto their site. It's, it's not about the, the quality of work. And that's the, that's the thing that pisses me off the most because there are so many, there are so many out there who are doing legitimately good work guys. I promise you that there are Patrick Klepek over at waypoint is doing incredible work as well. Like there there are so many out there that do genuinely good work that shines a spotlight on things that are happening within this medium that we love. That the Activision Blizzard sexual harassment suits. That was broken by a gaming journalist as well. Like there yeah. are real things that are happening within this world, within this medium that truly have ramifications toward them. And there are real journalists doing that real work. And then you have shit like this. And the reason why I'm so mad is because there is shit like this. The reason why I'm so mad is because there are people out there and I know it's going to be, there's going to be this in anything. I understand, but there's people out there who just see this and be like, Oh my God, fucking Halo's dead. This is so stupid. I fucking they, Oh, this is so great. I knew they were going to do this. Three, four, three killed this shit. It's fucking sad. And I know I'm one guy, right? I know I am not a gaming journalist, but I know that there are there that there are those out there that do genuinely phenomenal work, and those deserve to have a spotlight shown on them. So all I ask of you folks, folks here in the chat, folks listening to the show, watching the VOD, whatever it may be, the only thing that I ask, no matter the article, it doesn't even need to be gaming related, the next time you see a headline... Look a little deeper. Just look a little bit deeper. That's all I ask. Wonderlander, thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show. We need more people like, um, God, I'm spacing on his name, but the NFL guy that does all the tweets, that has all the background information. Um, Adam Schefter. Oh, he, sports. Sports, yeah. Everything's from vetted sources. He has his ins with all these teams and whatnot, and what whatever he sends out, you can trust. And epic. That's that. That's the point I made. And that's 
I don't feel like we get that with a lot of gaming articles. No. And I, I, I wish we would have that more. Exactly. So like I said, for anything and everything, don't just read the headline. Do a little bit more due diligence. Please. And then just to cap off the topic here. From Pierre, Halo, Halo isn't going anywhere. Okay. So stop with the shit. You can have your opinion on whether or not you want 343 to not make Halo. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But just stop with the bullshit. Read into things more. Don't run with a fucking headline. And to 343 in general. Again, I feel the need to say this because we are, this is going to sound stupid, but we are fully independent. We're not paid by Microsoft. We're not paid by 343. We're fully independent. So two three four three, the systemic issues that have been mentioned time and time again by former employees of Infinite and Titles prior within the three four three umbrella. I truly, truly hope that you do better. And this is strictly to the leadership because it sounds like that's where all the issues have stemmed from. Whether it be policies that were that were created under prior leadership that have since caused other issues to happen. The games industry, all you have to do, there's a term that's thrown around a lot. It's called crunch, uh, crunch right? All you have to do is just search like game developer crunch time in Google to see a massive amount of stories from different developers that have had a lot of shit thrown their way. And that's just one thing. That's just one thing. That's not necessarily systemic issues. That's literally just one thing that's happened. Working in video games is hard. It's very, very fucking hard. I can't do it. I know that for a fact. And I admire anybody that can. But nobody should have to deal with the shit that former 343 people are talking about. Folks at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard have been dealing with. Nobody, any studio, any developer, any publisher, nobody should have to deal with the shit that they've been having to deal with. And so I truly hope that things get better for 343 for any other developer that's having systemic issues, because that's a very, very difficult thing to change. Very difficult. If any at all possible. But I promise you one thing. If things get worse, if things get better, we're going to talk about it on the show. Plain and simple. That's it for a topic. Sign for the regular news. Cannon fodder, new year, new lore. I'm not going to read it, but you can feel free to if you want to. It's in the show notes. 
Empyrean's been removed from Rumble Pit for now, is my Halo support. The multiplayer map Empyrean has been removed from the Rumble Pit playlist due to respawn issues impacting FFA modes. I thought there's fuck I thought a fucking <laughs> Aren't the spawns shit across the board? I, I thought so. Yeah. Aren't shit aren't the spawns shit in 4v4 too? Whatever. They're weird, yep. Um The respawn issue on Empyrean on Empyrean will be addressed in a future update. Again, for fucking for rumble pit who knows if it's going to be fixed or four before uh tony says pit is trash i like the pit man but the, the spawns are awful and euphoria have a great night halo infinite community playlist is in the works this is fucking awesome this is by forge lord yeah he states we have already selected a few community maps for this and are all progressing nicely towards the goal of adding them to a community playlist we're excited about making this playlist a reality and inspired by the quality of experiences the community is creating Yay! Can't wait to see what playlist gets removed for that one. By team doubles. Population. Yeah. Or the UI can't handle it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. That's it for the regular news. Cyber God of the Games Watch! I think many maps need spawn tweaking like let's be real but seeing what people have said tony other pros involved as well seeing what folks have said ooh boy pit spawns are real bad real bad and i we said it before the fucking the argyle bugs too like i am so curious we're literally a month away from charlotte and I've yet to see, and I'm I'm I I'm going to go. Oh man, maybe this is bad for me to say. I'm going to assume, and I know it makes an ass out of you and me, but really me because I'm saying it. I'm going to assume that they're working on it. Okay, I'm going to assume that they know about the issues, that they're working on it. But then again, they haven't released a statement that they are working on it. But I'm going to assume they are. For Argyle, for Argyle, a versatile trash pile. We're a month away from the tournament. Well, they, they have said they're looking at it kind of indirectly through tweets. Right. So my question is, we're a month away from Charlotte. Yeah. The qualifiers haven't been announced yet. Next weekend. Right. But, but yeah, right. That'll be probably when the first one is. But do we, is, is there like a cutoff point? Like, oh, once that qualifier, right? The day before that qualifier, if Argyle isn't fixed, then we take it out of the rotation. Or are you going to force players to play on it until Charlotte and then remove it at Charlotte? Like, what is, what do we do? What's the play there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious on what the fuck is going to happen there because that could be awful. Like, do pros GA that map? Like, if it's in the pool, do, do pros, like, oh, I'm not fucking playing that map. How do you can't GA a map? It's in the rotation. No, but then they introduce a uh, uh, map ban system oh, on the oh. fly at the event. <laughs> Tony says, yes, please see. Just GA the map. All right. I'm just, I'm, I'm so confused. There's been no fucking statement yet. Now at the same time. Okay. I want to throw this out there. I know everybody hates fucking doing it. Okay. But what do they always say? What do the community leaders at three, four, three always say? What does halo support always say? If you have an issue, what do you do? 
Oh, submit a ticket? You submit a ticket. I want to know how many people actually submitted tickets on the issues instead of just tweeting them out. That's what I want to know. Because if I can't speak for how the support team at 343 works, but for the company that I work for, the company that I work for, that is how issues are prioritized. How many clients submit a report through our ticketing system? I work for a software company. Software has bugs, obviously. Um, so those bugs, those issues are prioritized based on the amount of tickets that are submitted for that issue. I can't speak for 343 because I don't know how they function from a support standpoint. But if it's like the company that I work for, then it's... I would really hope that those players submitted tickets. I really do. Because let's say they didn't. And let's say they only focused on an online tweet with a video. There's no paper trail to go based off that from the Halo support side of things. What if it doesn't get addressed in time? Are they going to remove it from the rotation? We have a fucking slippery slope. I know it's not a great system to have where you have to go out of your way to submit the report. But it exists for a reason. So if, if a pro player or any player in general has not been submitted tickets and they've been experiencing an Argyle, the versatile trash pile, then you can't really complain if you didn't also do the step that you needed to do. So. There's that. Um, Building, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Facts, actually. Thank you, Tony. All right, we're in Cotton Other Games Watch, even though I fucking just completely disregarded that. 180. So Scump retired. The king's gone. The king is gone. He retired. Uh, middle of, well, not even the middle of the season, kind of the beginning of the season, for being yeah. honest. And another end of an era. Yeah. Um, and then Dashy, after shit-talking Optic, is now back on Optic. Should be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it will be. Seth has said he wants to do more content-related stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And he He's, said it was incredibly difficult to do that when you're on a professional team in the league. Yeah. Um, he's going to want to – he wants to do, like, more meetups at events and all this stuff. So I, I'm happy he's still going to be in and around the scene. Yes. He's not just retiring and riding off into the sunset never to be heard from again. Absolutely. Um, but, man, what a career for that man. What a career. Did yeah. you watch his video? His, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was yep. – he got all teared up. He did. That was that was that was heart wrenching a little bit. Well, he didn't see it happening this way. Right. So. Right. He wanted to finish out the season, but I mean, he contemplated it before the season started. So, it just came to a head, and here we are. So, Scump, thank you for everything over the years. Had one of the greatest rosters in Call of Duty history as well. And uh, yeah, enjoy your retirement, and we'll see you next year in Halo. So. Zero teams with formal. Hey, could you imagine? No. Did you see the joke? No. That they should do like a dynasty roster and run through challengers. So like you have karma come back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Formal comes back. Uh, Scump. And then was it? Oh God. Why am I blanking on the fourth? Was it Krim? 
Pick up Krim. Might have been Krim. Uh, either way, just like, it'd be really fucking funny. That would be. Uh, Zero says, I never submitted a ticket, but I'm an average Joe. How difficult is an Xbox versus PC? I would recommend doing it on PC um, just from a usability standpoint, an ease of use standpoint from the Halo yeah. support site. Um, it's not difficult to do, but it is just at least think about it. Let's think about it this way, Zero. Uh, when you, before you would have to go to an article, scroll down to the bottom and then hit report an issue. Now it's, it's on the main support site. You can, you can submit an issue right there. And then because it was so fucking bad before they finally updated it. And then I think you still, excuse me. I don't believe right now chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe right now you can submit a report in game. I believe that is coming in a future update. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. You I can, haven't looked that hard. You cannot submit in game yet. Okay. So that is coming in a future update. Stay tuned for that. Do it on PC. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Season 2 details by Call of Duty Season 2 will be launching on February 15th. Our studio has been making several changes based on what we have heard from our player community. Season 2 includes all new content with the return of Resurgence and a brand new small map for Warzone 2.0. Ranked play is also back and coming to Modern Warfare 2 along with new multiplayer maps, new modes, weapons, and much more. Stay tuned for additional intel. So there you go. You can report players in game via scoreboard. Okay, so you can do that in game, but like for other things, no. So, whatever. Winkler says, when a product stops selling because it's plagued with bugs, I don't think management would accept, well, they never submitted any tickets as an excuse from the QA manager. Agreed. And that and that's the thing is that I agree with you, but we're not talking about a product fucking failing right now. I see where you're coming from, but I'm just saying like, all software has some amount of bugs to it, right? You release an update, could break something else entirely, right? When you come out with a brand new piece of software, you come up with a brand new update, you come up with a brand new feature, it could break something else. There could be a bug with it, whatever it is. I'm just saying from my standpoint with the company that I work for, with those issues that are being reported, while the product is still fully functional, there may be one aspect that has a little thing to it, you know, a little issue, a little inconvenience. There may be a workaround those issues are prioritized based off how many clients submit a ticket based off that issue. That's all I was getting at. Um, Ikuza says, model for two season two be a lot of here's shit. We removed go wild. I can see that. I can see that. Oh man. So yeah, here's hoping uh season two of model Warfare two is cool. Who the fuck knows? That's it for Con Other Games Watch. Time for Wheels of Adventures with the Nailovers and other games too. Will, what'd you play last week? Yeah, played some Halo Infinite. One, I got I got the weekly rewards, the little, little clippy charm. Nice. Love it. Thought that was worth uh, going through it for. Also then, com because of that, completed the event pass because all the challenges were join ops. Yes. Which... Eh, I, I enjoyed it sometimes, didn't other times. If you get a high-skilled team that knows what they're doing, it, sometimes the defending team with the threat sensors just with a sword in your hand, it's it's tough, right? Um, <laughs> then played some ranked. Jolly, he hasn't, he hasn't played the campaigns anymore. 
that's what Will's Adventure started that's as. That's what it and was, then, yeah. And then, then, no. Played some ranked. Uh, I think I ended up a little higher than when I started, but it was back and forth. Okay. I had some horrible lag issues with the internet. Um, I heard it's other people have had this issue where I'm sitting at like 20 ping, so I'm, I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. But then I get in a fight and my ping just spikes or I get unstable packet loss out of nowhere and I'm, I'm lagging all over the map. So Makes sense. Very frustrating. Played through it because I was playing with friends, but uh, just wish the experience was a little better. And then I played some Valorant, got back on Valorant. Someone convinced me to re-download it nice. after some PC troubles. Uh, got to test out some of the new agents. Um, I forget their names, but the girl, one girl's got like the shock fingers for, as her ultimate. Oh, I don't even know anymore, man. She can run. It's like that's her uh, one of her abilities. She can run and slide. Okay. And then, yeah, she, her ultimate is like lightning shooting out of her hands. And so sizzle sticks for hands? Yeah. So, neon. neon. Yep, Silas got it. Neon. Uh, so, playing. Uh, I can't. I don't even remember the map names. But I was covering B side of the map. They pushed mid. I flanked with the ultimate and just melted three of them from behind. So, Oof. are we talking like Emperor Palpatine type shit? Yeah. Oh, that's that's dope. All right. I but you, it's like that. a. It's you know. But it's like a. It doesn't spread. It's just one single yeah. person direct beam, basically. Yeah. I respect it. But yeah. Sweet. And then um, didn't get a chance to play Chamber. I haven't played him yet. Um, there's a guy with, like, water abilities, which I, I didn't get a chance to either. And then uh, Fade. Fade was fun. You throw out, like, a – it's like a reveal orb. You throw it out, and if uh, if there's people in the range, like, a little trail, like, goes on the ground to them, and then they're they're highlighted. So that's pretty – That's dope. It's pretty fun. Water abilities is Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Is the new map out yet? There's a couple. I didn't get I as much as uh, we played. I didn't get any of the new maps. I played on all the original maps. Wonderful. So it was it was fun. <laughs> some, some sarcasm there. Um, but yeah, that's all I played. I did play some Modern Warfare too, but nothing happened of note other than just the normal bullshit. So that's waiting for season two. Not even. Not really. Just Harbor is the water dude. There you go. Cool. There it is. What'd you play, Josh? I played Halo Infinite for the community playdate. It was a fun time, as always. And then I played some God of War Ragnarok, continuing the story. And uh, that game is big. Very, very big. That's all I played. Well, let's get into some shout-outs. <laughs> you good? I totally forgot where the button was. Oh, I was scared there. Blank. Shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. It was elated dartboard, deep pancakes, halo for life, Fox too quick carnage. And the two newbies overkill and lucky. Thank you very much for joining up for the first time. Hope you guys had some fun. Shout out to everyone who followed and sub during the live show. Fuck me. We'll have fun. I won't. No, I will. I will. I mean, you did pretty much shout out everyone that while they came up this time, G money, straight joker, Jakey, original phenom, deeps, jung, uh, citizenship, UC Grifter, uh, Slay a Slay, Danny, Eight the Ace of Spades, Farm Logic, Stussy Killer, uh, Skilled Robot, The Dean of of Deans, almost said Jeans, J- uh, Jacob Hearts, Zero Saul, Crazy Kid, Tony Two Turn, Dixon Tweener Legs. <sighs> oh. That's a name. Ebenezer, Junior Halo, Waxy Feet, Bainu. Naru, Herb Baker, currently timed out. It's Dewey, 
Rehad, Esoteric Gaming, Revagana, uh, J316, Slippery Gecko, Deranged Native, Snaps, Jor Blue, I'm sorry, Marching Mammoth, Christopher, uh, Lil Euphoria, Wonderlander, and Building. Thank you all for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then Ziggler with the seven-month resub, Zarn with the 20-month resub, Beth with the 33-month resub, Rhino Skin with, again, the 20 fucking gifted. Unbelievable. Chimmy with the three-month, Dust with the 33-month as well. You all get a woo! Thank you so much for the subs and the gifts as well. Um, shout out to everyone that is a patron. Yes, we have a Patreon. Will, we'll pimp it out shortly. Give me one second. Give me one fucking second. Okay. Shout out to everyone who is a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes goalie sniper, Jordan, uh, the only need as a matter of fact, Heavy Rainfall, Elated Dart, Just Josh, Carnage. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. And there you go. If you want to check out more about the Patreon, check that out. Happy belated birthday to Scoob Meister. 19, I think is what uh, he said. All right. Big old 19. Congratulations to him. And then a shout out to Celeste. Uh, it's bittersweet. Frag out and crack shot on launching the DSA group specializing in esports operations and event services. That's fucking rad. And I know Martin Holmes is incredibly proud. And then congratulations to Tom and Courtney on welcoming their baby boy into the world. That is Ogre 2 and his wife, Courtney. Community creations, Halo memes are every day. Red.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. Check it out. 42 minutes of the best memes from Space Station's gaming Spartan Snowdown. It's by Space Station Gaming. Check out all their little skits. It's included in a single video. You can check it out. And then we have Halo Infinite Wall Kick Movement Tech by Bubba. 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 All right. Wasn't Bubba Sparks? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> That's the dude. Is that Miss New Booty? That's no booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's Miss New, New booty. booty. Yep. It's Bubba Sparks. Oh, God. Yeah. This isn't the no. same Bubba, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. We'll plug the show. Um, As Josh mentioned, yes, we now, now, oh, man, I can't talk today. We now have a Patreon. <laughs> we do. Uh, There's four tiers. They're awesome. You get some benefits. We just recorded our um, off the rails episode. We did. We're going to record our Pro Talk plays. We are. Get our plays with Pro Talk. We are session scheduled. There's lots of things going on. Uh, check out the link if you're interested in the um, the chat. So many is this things. in our link tree? Yeah. Okay, it's all there. Go check out the link tree on Twitter if you're interested in checking out the Patreon. Just uh, more content coming your guys' way there. Uh, and don't forget, you can find us on our on your favorite podcast services or ours too. Uh, search for HDS Pro Talk on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Josh's favorite Pocket Cast. Not, not an ad. ad. Leave us a review. Let others know about the show. You can join Do the it. Discord, join the community discussion. Link is provided in the link tree on Twitter or exclamation point Discord in chat. Do it. Speaking of Twitter, we have one of those. It's where a lot of information goes out. Where I think where we're most active, twitter.com slash HGS Pro Talk. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to check out any old VODs, any 
of our interview series that's all over on YouTube. Again, search for HGS Pro Talk will pop up. If you want to catch a live show, we're live on Twitch Mondays at 7 p.m. Central. Search for HGS Pro Talk there. Uh, go to hgsprotalk.com. It'll redirect you but to a better site, a cooler site now. To what site is that? It's the fine folks <laughs> over at Podcast Evolved, EvolvedHalo.com. <laughs> Your home for Halo. Thank you. It's like, uh, what are we doing? I here? don't know. I was like going somewhere and then I lost it. And then it's I. Okay. I'm, I'm. Fuck. All right. They have great shows such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Build with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Go check out Podcast Evolved, people. They are amazing. Do it up. That's all I got. Josh, uh, what do we have on the next episode? I actually typed this out this time. It's our HCS Season 2 Too Early to Tell preseason predictions episode. So we're going to try that out because oh. I would assume that the roadmap is out. So, like, we can. Oh, and can I assume the rosters are basically solidified. So there's that. Uh, Tetrify, welcome back, says, Do we know what McWin's team is yet? Yes, yes, it is Native White. It's in the show notes, but it is also McWin, Gilkey, Barcode, and Tapping Buttons. As a matter of fact, there you go. And uh, fun fact about McWin, for those who are still here, um, we will be doing an interview with McWin, and uh, we'll be recording that on Friday. It will not be live, and it'll release early next week. So stay tuned for that. If you're a fan of McWin like we are, it's going to be a fun time. So, yeah. Uh, popcorn. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What team did Nated get on? Nothing's been announced yet. We don't know. There's the rumor or like joke that he's going to be on status quo. I have no fucking idea, man. Who knows? Let's wait and see. Yeah. What about Suspector? No idea there yet either, bud. You think you know? Good. I'm happy for you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 270 of HTS Pro Talk. We'll be back next week to talk about, I don't even, wait, I do know because it's our fucking preseason, our too early to tell preseason predictions episode. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to go, we're going to host Tony. Oh, awesome. Why not be reckless, aka why not be casting? Go fucking watch him, follow him. He's awesome. HTS caster, we love Tony. We stand Tony. Go watch him. Um, are either of you going to be at North Carolina? Yes. Yes. We'll see you there. And hey, real quick, before we host up Tony, I want to say this. If you're a fan of stickers, oh, oh boy. Do do, nope. Let me just say All this. Right. As a fa- if you are a fan of stickers, let me just say I have something very, very special planned. And it'll be free if you find me at the event. I am so fucking excited. If you're a fan of stickers, come find me. It'll be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll host Tony up. You guys have a great night. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye.